today. Sweet. The Stern Show celebrates comedian and master of impressions, Dana Carvey's first time on the show. Do you ever count how many impressions you do? Have you ever no. edited them up? No. It's really remarkable. He became John Lovitz. John Lovitz is a third grader. Why do we have to use the number two pencil? <laughs> he became Michael Caine. Michael Caine is a toddler. A go-go. A <laughs> I can't he even became Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney on Mars. We didn't know it'd be so red. <laughs> Cheers to you, Dana. Oh, isn't that special? Good morning, everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, come on, let's have some false excitement. Woohoo! Yeah, Monday morning. Hey, now. course, as you know, we start this show bright and early. That's the way we hang. That's what we like to do. We enjoy the early morning hours. We like to grasp the day and hold on to it. We get up early and do our radio show. We know how to do it. Uh-oh, there's a knock on the door. Who the hell would be up this early? Hold on, Robin. Hey, it's Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi, what up? Oh, How are you? Howard Robin. Hey, I'm all right. Hey. But you know what? Oh, I am so pissed. Did you see what Megan McCain said about me in her book? First of all, let me just slow you down a minute. I want to <sighs> welcome you to the show, and uh, thank you for coming on. Whoopi Goldberg is an Oscar winner. She has been in, what is your most famous movie, Whoopi? I'll let you say it. Color Purple, baby. Oh, and Sister Act, too. <laughs> Whoa. What about I would have said Ghost. I would have thought ghost. Ah, for me, it's the color purple. You know, Steven Spielberg, he discovered me. It was all that. For me, that's the one. That's got to be the one. Wow. I thought you would. You know, I'm glad I said that because I would have said, like, right away, I would have thought you said, oh, ghost is my most important movie. That's when you won, I think, the Academy Award. That's the Academy Award, yeah. I did win the Academy Award. I mean, it helped me become an EGOT, but you know what? It's close to my heart, that color purple. That's just, that's I the see. one that's really for me, you know? Okay. And, 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 and you say that um, Megan McCain, she really attacked you, huh? Yeah, did you hear what she said about me? I mean, she said so much. I just, oh, I don't want to get upset or anything. She just, uh, she said so many bad things about me. I I'm livid. You know, maybe I should take a hit on my pen before I say anything else about her. Oh. Okay. Sure. Go okay. ahead. A little early in the morning. The two of them were friends. Oh, yeah, that mellows me Are you better now? <laughs> I'm a little bit better. You know, we're good, me and Megan. I just, I didn't appreciate that she said that kind of stuff about me. Thank you, Sippy. Ooh, Sippy, yeah. Sippy? What is Sippy? Sip is my vape pen, Howard. I call it Sippy because I take little sips. Here, listen, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why is that so funny? <laughs> I don't know why it's funny, but, but it, you know, by the way, you call that a little sip. If I took a sip like that, I'd be on my ass. I mean, you're amazing. <laughs> you should take a little sip with me, Howard. Come on, take a trip with me. <laughs> I feel like you, um, I feel, honestly, again, this is old-fashioned of me because everybody gets high, but... I think you're self-medicating. I think the view is getting to you, and I don't think you like when Meghan McCain writes a book and, and says bad things about you. I don't think, I think it's getting to you, you know? Yeah, I, I don't appreciate it. I mean, I think that I do her a nice service to her. I stay on her side as much as, 
Excuse me. Hello? Hello? Hey, 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 hey. what the fuck is up? Hey, 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 hey. I thought I smelled weed. Wait. Hey, 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 hey Whoopi, what's going on? I, I love. Wait a second purple. here. Hold it. That's Seth Rogen. You stop by. How are you doing, Seth Rogen and Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi. on together, hey, Robin? Yeah. Hey, Seth Rogen, I love you. What's America. up? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, was, I was just saying I love the color purple. I'm gonna smoke some purple haze today in your honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is exciting, you know. I mean, uh, it fucking is. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I can't you know, believe that the, Seth is up. <laughs> well, these two are. It's uh, been a really... long night, Robin. <laughs> you gotta get up. Early I'm making in the fucking morning. pottery, fucking all night long. <laughs> I just made like 85 ceramic balls with my dick. <laughs> oh, I want one of Whoa. those too. I need you to make me one. Um, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, <laughs> you know, you two are famous pot smokers in my eyes. Uh, I haven't even smoked since high school. Oh, come on. Howard, the pot from the seventies. I mean, I got higher from Huff and Joy Behar's farts than that's. <laughs> yeah. You were literally <laughs> smoking grass, <laughs> like from the lawn. <laughs> I have a great strain of blackberry kush. It's 33% THC sativa, which will keep you and get you high all day long. <laughs> or, 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 Howard, you could fire up my Indica Dominant Platinum OG strain and get blazed. <laughs> I tell you, when I hear you two talk about weed, I, it makes me want to get high. I know you not should fucking to. smoke with us. You should fucking smoke with us. Yeah, you should. I, I, <laughs> Can I, mean, I get I I get too. Don't paranoid. be a fucking pussy, Howard. <laughs> Look, no, what's no, the no. Worst that could happen. You fucking misplaced your fucking paintbrush. <laughs> you fucking. I just have a. I, listen, don't put me. Hey, hey, Seth, don't put me down. I mean, I paint, but you do ceramics. So come on, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. You're not watching football, but uh, you know, I was thinking about the two of you. Uh you're like the new Cheech and Chong in a way, you know, the two of you, the way you hit the the pen. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. In yeah, fact, you know what? Seth, Let me hit it right now. I need to hit it right now. You just reminded me. Here I go. Honestly, Howard, honestly, smoking vapes suck. It's nobody uh, who actually loves weed smokes a vape pen. This is bullshit. Oh, you got to smoke flour or shut the fuck up, Whoopi. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, I got to tell you, I, Whoopi, I got to tell you, I was watching Seth on Instagram last night. He was selling some of his uh, ashtrays and things, and then he rolled the joint so expertly and smoked it old school style, even put a filter in it. It was quite amazing. But, yeah, but uh, who, who does that? I vape because it's the 21st century. You know, he's huffing his dumb ass down a bong like a hamster maze, a PVC. Who does that anymore? It's black lung. It's blacker than me. Whoopi, you're Whoop. smoking weed all wrong. <laughs> Pot makes me productive as fuck. <laughs> I'm high as balls, and I've already written an entire screenplay today. <laughs> Pineapple I mean, to express. <laughs> no Franco. <laughs> I 
of you, though, I, I feel like, you know, bongs, bongs are for dongs. Like, it just makes you stupid. Like, do you even do movies anymore? You just make ashtrays now. Honestly, honestly, vapes are like sucking on a robot. <laughs> hey, look at me. I'm smoking C-3PO's dick. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I can take my vape pen and tuck it up my butt and get on a plane with it. Let me see you do that with a giant Weed, weed doesn't need to be vaped. It comes in a perfect form for smoking. It's called pot. <laughs> Roll that shit, light that shit, smoke it. <laughs> everything, everything, everything is divisive now. It's unbelievable, Whoopi, even weed. I mean, it's like you're on The View arguing again over I weed. Fight. I mean, I, I know. I got to fight about it. I'm trying to take sippy. She's chilling me out. And then this guy's fighting with me. And I feel like I'm back on The View. I can't, right. oh, I'm getting, I can't get I'm getting away fucking, from it. No, I'm getting fucking stressed out. I need a fucking bog hit right yeah, now. Hold I need, on I one second. I need to fucking get something. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so high, I agreed to do the voice of Donkey Kong in a movie. <laughs> I tell you, I'm getting, I'm, get, water. Ugh. I'm getting high just listening to the two of you. I mean, ima oh, Seth, come on, imagine get high with us, Howard, please. You please. Fucking no, do it. no, 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 you two, you two get high right now. Go ahead. I don't have it. Okay, I don't I'm make a, judgments. I'm going to hit the vape. And I'll, I'll hit my bar. Right. Okay, I'll hit my bar. Here I go. Okay. Hey, you named Whoopi. You named your your vape sippy. I named my bong bongo, as in bongo in my mouth, smoke go in my lungs, then laugh go like this. Wow! I'm fucking vape. You know, I'm laughing at the two of you. His name, oh, boom shot. Boom I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm gonna say it. Boom <laughs> They are both very high right now. I, I gotta say something. You're both. Robin's right. You're both very high. You know what? It's killing me. And and Robin, you know this. My doctor won't even let me drink coffee. I'm not having coffee. I can't have chocolate. I can. These you two are having wine. a wine. I don't oh, drink you wine. You take one sip, a little sippy, you're going to forget you can't do any of those things. You're eating chocolate. You Let me ask you something. Don't Howard, you it's not a Seth. fucking option, Howard. You need to fucking smoke with us. <laughs> Seth, Seth, don't you think you could accomplish so much more if you didn't smoke so much weed? You'd be like Jeff Bezos. You'd be sending rockets onto the instead of making <laughs> ashtrays. You would be like the biggest thing ever because I feel like... I Slows you down or something. Look, I, I, I just wrote Pineapple Express 2 and 3 since I walked in here. <laughs> like, it just happened. I don't know. I can, well, I'm very productive. <laughs> all right. Listen, you two. Flavor in my vape. Mm. What? I like pineapple flavor in my vape. You know, you can flavor these things. So I like uh, that, too. Pineapple. Pineapple's cool. Well, pineapple's cool. Well, you know what's oh. weird? The two of you started out arguing about you know, pot and what's the best way to smoke it. And then you ended up smoking so much weed that now you guys forgot about the argument yeah. and it seems like you're good friends again. So weed kind of cures everything. I we guess. were fight. Were we fighting? I don't, I don't. I, no, I don't. 
What, 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 what did we fight? I don't remember. I don't remember arguing about nothing. We were fighting? <laughs> Seth, you said it all. I love Seth. No, I just had like a bunch of Cheez-Its. I remember that. Seth, <laughs> you said about? two minutes. You see, this is the problem with pot, Seth. You said two minutes ago that Whoopi was foolish for calling her vape pen Sippy, and that vape pen was like blowing a robot, and then Whoopi came back at you and said that uh, you're so behind the times and everything. You guys were fighting, and literally two minutes ago this happened, and you don't remember it. I don't remember nothing. Honestly, like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I just remember us both taking hits off our things at the same time, which we should do again right now. Holy shit, Whoopi's here? That's fucking awesome. I didn't oh even my fucking God. remember you were here. There you are. Yeah. Why don't you do this? Why, instead of synchronizing your bong hits, why don't, Whoopi, you take one, and then okay. Seth will take one, and then we'll end the show where you do it together. So, Whoopi, you first. Okay, here I go, vaping. Why can't we do it together? Let's do it together. Well, we're going to build for that, Seth. easy, Seth. Yeah, he gets upset. <laughs> For a fucking full, long time. Full lungs right there. All right, look, it's been a long morning already, and I, I just want to say, uh, if you two would take your hits together, that might be kind of a cool moment. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. What if I smoke the bong and he smokes the vape? Oh, right. that's good. You know, Whoopi, I got to tell you, when you take a hit and then you let it out, you sound like you're giving birth. You don't even, you sound like. It sounds like sex to me. Uh, it, it really feels that you'll know the ecstasy. You'll know the ecstasy well, if you join the club. Coming to yeah, all right. Well, you two go ahead. I, I'll let, I'll I'm going to take the thing. bong. I'm going to do the bong. All right. Hey, I'm getting a fucking vape. Oh, they're professionals. I fucking I wasn't too bad. They're professional. How do you do this every day? I'm so high. I feel like there's weed coming out of my fucking ears. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's so, you know, Seth, I know you're on the West Coast, and it's probably like, you know, I don't know, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning there. And Whoopi, you're here on the East Coast, but it's 7 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I, yeah, I hope you guys work the rest of the day. How are you going to work? I, I hope you're not I driving anywhere. Yeah. Okay. I don't work. I just sit. I can barely fucking see. Like, there's so much fucking smoke in front of me. I think my glaucoma just got worse somehow. Yeah, my mouth is <laughs> like a fog machine a second ago. It's like crazy. All right. Thank you, guys. I love it. Oh, hey, Brian. I love you, you guys. I love you. I love you, too. Whoopi and Seth, would you mind one, one second? Uh, Brian's on the phone. He's one of our listeners from Colorado. He's doing his bong hits right now and would huh? be honored to uh, do one in front of you. Is that okay? I would, lo I would love to. I would love to. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Brian. Brian, are you doing your bong right now? Well, I can. Yeah, I'm just sitting here, about ready to, about ready to smoke. I mean, I've already had like six bong hits. I actually keep track of every bong hit I smoke every day. Why do you <laughs> keep track? Why do you do that? 
So I don't smoke too much. I mean, because right. I'm, I'm actually a bud tender, but it's because I, so I don't, I, I know how much I smoke. I mean, I, I keep track of it all. What do you guys think of that? Keeping tra- I mean, uh, that sounds uh, like sounds very, like very, job. it sounds like a job, right? Well, it's kind of a, well, I smoke, since I do smoke a lot, I smoke almost all day. I, I try and keep track of how much I smoke Wait so I don't you smoke, smoke too much. All day. That makes sense. You smoke all day, but you keep track of it. Like, if you're smoking all day, what is there to keep track of? It sounds Yeah, like, like a, with a fucking spreadsheet? Like, what the yeah, fuck like, is a date, that? like data entry and shit? No, you're, you're ruining my high. Well, if you've taken... If you've taken six hits before 8 a.m., it doesn't sound like too much. You sound very responsible. By the way, this guy's a Budmeister or whatever it is. Uh, bud that's tender. A guy. Bud no. Bud tender. Honestly, Howard, I just changed from being a bus driver. I was driving a bus for a long time, and I it, the stress was so much for me, I decided to become a bud tender or a cultivation. I'm a cultivation technician, actually, and right. I am... I, I grow pot now for a living. I mean, they, they pay me good money for it. It's an awesome job. I mean, everybody should change to growing pot. I mean, it, it's the most beautiful thing. Plus, you're helping a lot of people. I believe in CBDs, and, and the marijuana has a lot of help. Or how much do you make? How much money can you make a year being a bud tender? Um, see, it's about 40000 50000 a year. Probably, right. you know, depending on how many hours you work, because it's an hourly wage job. But it has all the benefits. I mean, I have all the health benefits, dental, vision, um, paid vacation. I mean, it's just like any other job, and I pretty much work. Well, there you go. I mean, is uh, it a it, difficult job, or is it easy? <laughs> it's a weed. I'm you sorry, just Robin, grow it. what you say? <laughs> is it difficult? Right. Hey, no. listen. Well, it's not difficult, Robin. Really uh, listen, uh, 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 Brian, I'm you want to take a bong hit? It. I want to know what, how much I'll have to, how effort I'll have to put out. You want to take a bong hit with these two or not? Yeah, you're going to smoke them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me. Let me killing I'm, my high. You're bringing everyone down. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm smoking now. Hmm. There go those two. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I believe I'm smoking a bong hit on the Howard Stern show. You guys are awesome. <laughs> right, thank you. All right. Hey, thanks, you guys, for coming in and, uh, and being on the show. Appreciate it. All right. I love you so much, Howard. Thank you. Get out with too. us next time. Next time. Absolutely, Seth. Thank you. Thank you. There they go. There they go. I didn't know Whoopi had gotten into the pot business too. She had uh, her own strain. Oh, did she? That she what you said just said something I'd... about having a strain. <laughs> I don't even know. I wouldn't trust anything that person who was just on set. Anyway, you got to hear this one. Oh, there's a bunch of people on the phone. All right, let, let people say hi. Um,. Uh, ben, uh, you're on in Pennsylvania. Hey, now. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Howard, uh, I was just listening to the replay, the great, great uh, McCartney interview again. But you had him on a number of times now. I mean, you've had McCartney, Jagger, Neil Young, Robert Plant, you two, Billy Joel. Who's left? Like, who's on your bucket list of who you'd like to have back or have on the show that you haven't had yet from that, that kind of mm. important I don't know. I do think, I've said it before, I think Bruce Springsteen would be an interesting guy to talk to. Um, 
you know, gee, we've had a lot of good people. Eddie Vedder was great, and uh, Dave Grohl every time he's on. I mean, I you know, I don't know. I don't have a, you know what, honestly, I don't even have a bucket list. Whoever shows up, I'll be happy to talk to if they're interesting and giving and they have something interesting to say. Like Paul McCartney was amazing because he has something to say and just very moving. And, Howard, I, I've been listening to you since like NBC days and I, I don't ever remember. Did you ever have like Barry Gibb or anybody like that? I mean, like yeah, Barry Gibb. Yeah. I was at a, he was we had um, we had the the brothers Gibb the Bee Gees on, and in fact they did our New Year's Eve special and even sang songs. It was a uh, yeah we know we knew those guys, but um, I never really did like a serious interview with Barry Gibb. But he he's a pretty amazing guy. I, I got mad respect for him. He you know especially early Bee Gees they were really good. Yeah, so, yeah, that, you know. that's I mean, you just you've had them all, man. I, I just I just it's amazing how you get them all on, and it's funny. Even at the end of the McCartney interview, you can still, even though you've had him a number of times, you can still hear how you and Robin are like, oh my God, we just interviewed McCartney. Our friends would never believe it. You get that kind my, of thing. I got a friend of mine that goes, I got a friend of mine that goes way back, this guy, Eddie. We were good friends when I was in uh, high school. Uh, he lived in Queens. I lived in uh, Rockville Center at that time. But, you know, so we used to drive. When we got our license, we drive and see each other and stuff. So I hadn't heard it from him in a while. And I was on uh, Facebook last night and I got, you know, dinged or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and it was Eddie. And he goes, man, he goes, I could, I would never believe that my friend Howie, because I was a Howie to him, that my friend Howie would grow up one day and interview Paul McCartney. He goes, I heard the interview. He goes, ooh, it was just amazing. Paul McCartney was unbelievable. And this guy's he loves music. He plays guitar all the time. And uh, he was just like, and I said, you know what? Sometimes I got to pinch myself. I really do. It's really an amazing thing to uh, talk to Paul McCartney. And uh, the fans wrote in too, honestly. They um, got a lot. Paul McCartney here. I'll, let me. Yeah. Give you, you know, everybody loves him. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Paul McCartney, as you know, his new book is called The Lyrics. And it seems like the fans love hearing from Paul as much as we do, Robin. It's a gift listening to Sir. Oh. It's a gift listening to Sir Paul on your show. Excuse me, that was unprofessional. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> the interviews are always long ranging uh. in topics and meander into the unexpected. He's the best. Howard, I felt everything you said about how incredible it is to be alive during the same time time as Paul McCartney. You're so fortunate to be interviewing him again and sharing with all of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Ah, yes, thank you, thank you, my mistress, thank you, my mistress. Again, my mistress, thank you, my mistress, thank you, my mistress, again, my mistress, thank you, thank you. Let's remind everyone that guy's getting smacked in the balls while he's doing it with his mistress's hand. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. I could have listened to Paul for days. You are the greatest, Howard. Sir, Paul is also amazing, but you really do know how to make him even better. Oh, listen to that. You describe him in a way that is spot on. You gave me the same religious experience in his music. So, there you go. I don't even know what that means, but it means I'm wonderful. Yeah, he enjoyed it, and uh, he's giving you full credit for yeah. his joy. Paul told us about John Lennon's personality and how sensitive John was to Paul's feelings. If you remember that part of the interview, I'll play that. 
John wore these glasses, these spectacles, we'd be having a, a chat or something and he'd say something I didn't agree with or something and he'd go, ah, bleh, 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 and he'd come out with a load of crap. And I'd go, what, what? You know, and I'd be visibly upset. But he could see that. And what he'd do, he just would lower his glasses. He'd look at me and go, it's only me. And then he'd put the glasses back on again. It was like, that's John. One of the things, this is a letter from a fan, one of the things I love about hearing Paul on the Stern Show is his ability to describe what John Lennon was like. We make up all our own assumptions from listening to the songs, watching old interviews, and reading books about him. But to hear Paul talk about John from his first-hand experience is enlightening as to what he was truly like. So, yeah, I love that, too. I do. I love hearing about John. Oh, it's John Lennon from heaven. Hi, Howard. What? Poll this and poll that. You slather his balls every week. What about me? What about me? What? It was You're the Beatles, not... not the Beatles. Well, it's not, uh, you know, listen, you know I love you, John, but you're gone. I hey, didn't know it was po Listen, man, it was Lennon McCartney. You forget that, don't you, you big-nosed cunt? <laughs> well, I don't forget it. You don't remember that, do you? Who's I that? Do remember. Who's speaking? It's Robin. Uh, Robin. Robin. Robin, you want to get on this guy's case? Tell him to mention me once in a while. If polls are night, I'm a fucking king, Howard. Remember that. Well, uh, you Ridiculous. see, that's the problem. That's the problem, John. I love you, too, but you don't always have to knock Paul. You, know, you don't that's have to right. compete with Paul. You were oh, great please. in your own right. If it weren't for me, Paul would have been a bloody chimney sweep in Liverpool, dying a black lung. I well, wrote the Paul, hits. Well, you died and Paul didn't, and I got Paul here, and I got to, you know, I, I, I love talking to you Paul. Don't water his balls, don't you? I do. Look. I do. And I do. George Harrison was a nice guy, lovely guy, you know, nice guy to smoke weed with. But if you wanted some hits, you called me, didn't you? I'm your guy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. You wrote great songs, and I love you, too, but it's You know, Howard, were you uh, sitting on your mum's bed pulling your pud to Marianne from Gilligan's Island? I was riding Revolver, okay? That was <laughs> okay. me. Yeah, and I love that album, and you're a genius. Playing and it's not a competition. Cock. I love it you, too. It is a competition. I wrote Rubber yep. Soul. All right. Well, uh, and I'm a rubber hole. What can I tell you? All right. <laughs> you're a big-nosed prick. All right. Thank you. Bye, Robin. Jeez. Uh, is he in heaven or, you know, because he sounds really yeah. angry. Why is everyone nice to you and not me? Like, bye, Robin. And then it's like, you're a big nose prick. <laughs> Paul told a beautiful story about the last conversation he had with John Lennon before he died. They were finally able to get back to a place where they could talk about simple things like baking bread. Howard, I just wanted to say how fabulous the Paul McCartney interview was. Like Robin, I was surprised how emotional I became. I had tears running down my face when he was telling the story about baking bread and mending fences with John Lennon. A reminder to all of us that life is fleeting and to treasure the moments that we have on this earth. So true. Uh, it's crazy how the final conversation between the greatest songwriting duo of all time came down to a chat about baking bread. Incredible interview. Yeah, I, I felt the same way, and I got to tell you, uh, you know, I, I just love the man, and it was exciting to always have him on, and uh, I, I hope for another conversation, that's for sure. Marianne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Go ahead. Howard, I love you so much. It was a Paul McCartney weekend. I got the book. I started reading it. The handwriting, the pictures. Um, I don't know. Did John hand me the entire book? Because it's going to take me time. The songs, the, the incredible.
incredible career, Howard. I think there's only two people on earth that are going to go down in history as remembering how they changed the history, and that's you and Paul McCartney, Howard. And well, wait, uh, I bought, what? Uh, I yes. John Hine can read. Respond to what you just can I respond said? to what you said? Yes. John Hine did read the entire book. I read the book, and right. uh, now you have the book. And it does take time to go. I I had it on Kindle, so I didn't have the benefit of all the uh, the beautiful pictures and writing and all. You got to get the stuff. pictures, Howard, and you'll see his handwriting. And last night on sixty minutes, I don't know if you guys saw it. They did a. They had seventy hours of film that just came out, and the incredible story why they broke up, Howard, is still like a mystery to me. That that was the band of our entire century. You have to watch it. Did you, you know, see that? Okay. You know, I didn't see it. <laughs> I look back on the Beatles, and I think it's kind of perfect when they broke up. Like, I mean, I think it was uh, ten years in total they were together. I don't know how many albums and songs they put together, but it was just the most perfect body of work. And then you got to hear all these individual things, like George Harrison doing All Things Must Pass. That might, it was almost good. It, it, it just seems like the perfect story, except for John uh, getting assassinated. But, uh, you know, it was, maybe it was just enough time. Although it would have been great. I think those guys might have gotten together uh, at some point if John hadn't died and done a Beatles reunion. I think they might have done a live tour. Oh, because- I think so, too. Yeah, you know, how I, I saw Linda... M- I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I want to say, to imagine the, <laughs> if they would have stayed together, like, how, like forget about Bruce, forget about the Rolling Stones. There's something about the Beatles I can't... Uh, I don't know oh, what it is. They were amazing. They were, they, I know what it is. They were amazing. They were just ridiculously right, right. amazing. The music is... It, every album was a masterpiece. You, you know... It doesn't happen. Every song, every happen. word, every story right. behind it, every emotion. And it, I, it, it, I've it never heard a bad Beatles audience. song. I mean, they're right. all good. All right, thank you, Marianne. Oh, yeah. She's a lot to take. I love her, but she, you know, you got to take her that on was a small dose. We've ever come. That was a real conversation, almost to a back and forth without her just going and going and going. Robin and I were talking over the weekend. We had a conversation. And, uh, you know, Robin was saying she got emotional after uh, the Paul McCartney thing. And I was like saying to her, well, why why were you let's figure out why you were emotional. And we had a couple of theories, not theories. I mean, they're Robin's emotions. But, you know, I think there's a bunch of things going on when Paul McCartney's on. One is nostalgia. Two is, oh, my gosh, how much longer are we going to have Paul McCartney around? He's getting older. We're all getting older. Um, Number three what the memories he evokes because we all have memories around those songs it's incredible yeah, i mean they're these etched fucking songs. into our lives in the ways we were about that you know like there was a time when we used to have these little uh 9 volt transistor radios yeah and we used to stand under a street lamp and wait for the beatles hour yeah, to hear that's right. every new song. Yeah, so you know this guy means something to all of us, and that's why we get excited when he's on. It's not a false kind of excitement; it's genuine. And uh, there's nobody like him in the world, and so it's very special. Usually, after an interview or something, I do make contact with Paul, but uh, this time I called his office and uh, I spoke to somebody there, and I just left a message for him. I didn't want to bug him, you know; he'd already given us yeah. enough time, but. I did tell them, please pass on to Paul how much I appreciate him coming on and uh, talking with us. He's just amazing. Just amazing to have a conversation with him.
Uh, Mike, you're on the air in Maine. Mike from Maine. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I, up? I, have a, I have a couple questions. Do you think that uh, do you think that Ringo gets uh, like jealous or angry about the type of reverence you hold for for Paul? And he, you know, he's the only other, only other living Beatle, but he just kind of gets treated like he's just kind of like no. a guy. You know what I mean? No. But, first of all, when Ringo's been on, excuse me, when Ringo's been on the show. I treat him with such reverence. I mean, he's one of the Beatles. Uh, he's a fantastic guy to have on the air. He's upbeat. He came in with Joe Walsh, his brother-in-law. Yeah, Joe Walsh and Ringo are brother-in-laws. And they came in, and we had a great time with him. Now, I got to tell you, though, um, and I think Ringo wouldn't be offended by this, it's that Paul wrote, you know, those songs. Uh, Ringo is a, a is a terrific guy and a, and a great interview and you could ask him questions and he's open and uh, he just he's just lovely but you know you can't really talk to him about writing songs you can talk to him about what he did on those Beatle records and what he thought of what was going on and it's great he's a legend but the the dimension of talking to Paul about writing the songs and which is what his books about is um, you know an added treat so I have mad respect for Ringo and love Ringo. But uh, you know the the Paul McCartney thing is a, a different level. Just is. You, you do treat Ringo really great. I, I just think the regular, the general public don't hold him up like that. Like maybe they should, because you know it's four guys in a band making the music and you know fucking the drums is you know holding down the entire song every time. Every time. So and Ringo. Anyway, Ringo uh, sang a bunch of those songs too. He did. You know he's he's great. I mean Ringo's great. Yeah, I mean, every one of those guys. How many bands uh, do you know? The drummer. Right. You know every one of those. You know guys. Ringo. Yeah, I can't tell you the drummer in any band except for the Dave Clark Five because that was Dave Clark. He was the drummer. <laughs> That's it. And of course, Dave Grohl in Nirvana because I know him. And right. Uh, anyway, um, what up, Mike? So, uh, Is that it? I, I no. saw no, 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 sir, not at all. I saw this picture of Beth. Uh, I, I don't know if she's in her underwear or if those are like really sexy bikini bottoms, but she's wearing some very very uh, sexy uh, undergarments and a, a T-shirt or a shirt with some kitties on it. And uh, I just want to thank you for bothering to, to spend any of your time with the public and not just spending all of your time staring at Beth and whatever I tell else you, you what, do to get through the day. I spend 99% of my free time staring at Beth. It's annoying to her, <laughs> but I love it. Oh, you're and, a 60-something-year-old uh, man. That's your fucking wife. You know what I mean? You're yeah. a 60 when you were a kid, did you ever imagine you'd be 60-something years old and have a wife like that? No. Sometimes I go, wow. You know, I told you, I told you my mother used to say to me that, um, you know, when, I, when my mother got me a, a, a subscription to Playboy magazine when I was 13 years old. It was unbelievable. My mother wasn't uptight about that shit, but she'd explain to me. She goes, women do not look like that. Real women do not. Real women look like me and your sister. That's what she'd tell me. <laughs> and, and she would lecture me. That not to, and then you know, I don't know. I look at my wife and I go, "Hey, my mom was wrong." There's I'm living one. with someone who looks. <laughs> I yet there's one. She looks like Playboy to me. <laughs> you got to hear this though. You got to hear this, Mike. That picture you're talking about, I had nothing to do with that, and I was shocked. I was what really you fucking you shocked. You didn't take that picture. Nope, nope. That's a selfie. Wow. I had nothing to do with it. Did you see that picture? You sure that's a selfie? No, I'm just listening sure? to his description, and it was, you know, that usually is a picture you would take. You Well, no. Here's what happened. I'm sitting at my desk saying I'm doing work, but I was probably, like, playing chess or something. 
Or but, watching TV, yeah. Or watching TV, yeah. You know, or watching revenge movies on Facebook. I saw a great yeah. revenge movie. I don't know the name of this movie. There's this black guy in prison. This guy is built like a motherfucker. And he's in prison. And he's taking a shave. He's shaving. And he's in his towel. And uh, a gang of black guys in prison approach him in the bathroom while he's shaving. And the black guy who approaches him is three times the size of the black guy shaving. And the black guy walks in and he says, I seen a lot of built motherfuckers in this place. And I don't mean shit. I'm going to beat your ass. And he takes out a shiv, you know, like one of those ice picks. And uh, the guy in the towel turns around and he goes, I'm going to count to five. And you can walk out of here up until five. But after five, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And this <laughs> other guy goes, you hear this motherfucker, that dumbass fuck? Now you're going to die. And the guy goes, one, two, three, four. All right? Five. He beats the shit out of ten of these guys. <laughs> and then after he fucking knocks them all out and it stabs them with their own ice picks. He says, well, they don't have ice picks. They have sharpened toothbrush handles. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. I don't know what they were holding. You know, it's all taped up and everything. And he says right. to them, and these guys are laying on the floor, and these are some big dudes. He says to them, listen, I'm letting you live because I want you to tell every motherfucker in this prison what just happened to you, and they better not fuck with me. <laughs> and then you don't he gets know out what of movie that is. I don't know the name of this movie. It's the greatest movie I ever saw. I'm not <laughs> shitting you. This guy, the lead guy, is fantastic. He's a karate master like I've never seen in the movies. He could beat up Jason Stratham. He could beat up uh, any of these fucks. He could beat up um, He could beat up Bruce Lee, this guy, so good. Oh, my. You should see this guy. And he's built like how I'm supposed to be built, except I'm not. And this guy he gets out of prison, and then he becomes a street fighter. And he proceeds to beat the shit out of everyone. And whenever he gets in a street fight, they put up money. And no matter how many guys he beats up, every street fight, they don't want to pay him his money. For some reason, he wins the fight and they go, we're not going to pay the money. Who would and then deny he, him his money? He would kill them. That's what he does. Then he beats them up. He beats up. <laughs> every time this poor bastard wins some money, he's got to beat everyone up for it. One guy goes, I'm not giving you money. And he puts the money down his pants. So then he comes and he beats up this guy's friends and he beats up the guy who put the money down his pants. And then he he, he grabs his balls and grip, rips the money out of his fucking pants. I mean, oh my goodness. and then by the end, they force him to fight somebody. How a, do you a, make a, this a white guy, guy do anything? It's a, a white guy, a white guy. And the white guy, he won't even change into, into he's wearing a suit. He's going to beat the shit out of this uh, black guy. <laughs> and the black guy goes, all right, let's go. They're going to have a fight. And the white guy's pretty good, but the, of course the black guy beats the shit out of him. And then the guy who forced them to fight don't want to Wait a minute, this is, you watched a whole movie on Facebook? It's clips. They just go to the fights. I don't need the rest of the movie. I don't give <laughs> a shit about you all the exposition. you watched every fight in this movie. J.D., what's the name of the movie? I believe it's uh, Blood and Bone. From 2009. That's good. That's right. You know why? Because the guy's name is Bone, who fights. And the, the lead actor is Michael, I think Michael J. or Michael Jai White. Michael Jai. 
Yeah. Michael Jai White is my favorite actor of all time. This guy, he's better than Chuck Norris. He's better than Jean-Claude Van Damme. He could fucking run rings around Steven Seagal. And forget he's Jason my guy. Statham. Jason Statham's a woman next to this guy. <laughs> and James Bond, too. James Bond, too, is a woman next to this guy. Oh, my goodness. But I love the scene the best. These guys are always counting. I love it. Same with uh, Denzel Washington when Denzel he's the equalizer. The equalizer. Yeah, he counts. He goes, like, he's about to get killed. He's 20 guys going to fight. He goes, excuse me for a minute. Looks at his watch. Let's see. He's calculating how long is it going to take me to kick their ass. Right. <laughs> and uh, this guy, too, he goes, one. Two. And everyone stands there while he's counting. Nobody yeah, thinks they don't even attack. try to hit him while he's counting. No, no everyone like, loves to hear the guy count. You can't interrupt the guy when he's counting. <laughs> he goes, one. Two. He goes, you hear this, motherfucker? Can you believe this, motherfucker? I've seen a lot of assholes, man. This guy's hit number three, four, motherfucker, five, boom, and then action. This guy's such a talent, this Michael J. White or whatever Jai his name is. Jai White. Jai White. I, don't, I think he's a little older now. He probably can't do what he did then. Oh, he's terrific. I wonder if he ever was nominated for an Oscar. If it's a crime, no, he, he was it. not. I can he tell was you that good. He was good. <laughs> I believe this motherfucker. But anyway, getting back to Beth's picture that, that Mike's talking about, you got to hear this. So I'm sitting around, and I go on Instagram because Beth's always posting cute little kittens. Every once in a while, she'll do like a bikini thing. To like either raise money for the cause, you know, for animal rights or something like that. Well, I put it on and I see Beth standing there in her panties. Like her panties, not a bikini bottom. Not a bikini, it's underwear. Yeah, like, underwear, like, 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 yeah, it was underwear. Because I had the same question you did, Mike. I, I, I call her up on the phone. The she was in another part picture? of the house. I called her, I go, honey. Did you post this picture? She goes, yeah. I go, you didn't even Marty's. talk to me about it? Because usually, and, and she doesn't, she doesn't need my permission, but she, but usually she'll say to me, gee, you know, I took this picture of myself in the mirror. It was right after her colonoscopy. Oh my. And she came, she came home and she was feeling thin, you know, and she thought she looked good. Yeah. She had let go of a lot, I'm sure, the day before. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she came home and she, She's got these T-shirts she sells, and all 100% of the profits go to Animal Rescue. And so she, like, tied it up sexy and put on the panties, had on the panties, and she was wearing the black glasses she wears when we watch TV. They were like your glasses that you got on, Robin. Same glasses, oh. I swear. Yeah, the two of you. Two of you with your sex. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Robin's got sexy glasses, too. And then uh, she, so she's standing there, panty, but the tiniest panties I ever saw. You never saw those panties before? I never saw those panties. I don't know where she got them, but I, I went, I uh, hope you didn't wear those for your colonoscopy. These guys probably had a bone the whole time. She had, she had a, you, Howard, you've never seen those panties before? Those aren't part of your favorite group of panties that she wears? I don't know. You know what? I just say get in the bed naked and let's get going. I mean, what's 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 with the panties? <laughs> you know, she comes in in a little bathroom. Panties, those I want to see her. Panties, that's for sure. I know. Those are not period panties. So, uh, so she, so, uh, I said, man, I'm shocked you posted that. I mean, you pant, cause like normally she'd call me up and go, or not call me up and say to me, Hey, I took this picture. What do you think? And, and, uh, I'm in my panties, you know, and I'd say, I think you look great, but I don't know if you should, you know, be in your panties. 
She goes, but you know, and then it would be like, well, they look like bikini bottoms and they look, and I look good, you know. I go, you do look good, but maybe you don't want it out there. Some, some women who follow her for her kitten pictures are like, why are you posting bikini panty pictures? And, you know, oh, everyone's got, that? well, some people do. Yeah. So she wrote underneath. So I said, oh, I'm just shocked you didn't talk it over first. She goes, I thought it looked nice. And she goes, and look what my message is. I got a colonoscopy and you know what? I feel good. I feel thin afterwards, blah, blah, blah. So right away, a bunch of Karens start writing on her post. Oh, dear. Hey. <laughs> What are you, what are you saying? You got a colonoscopy and you feel skinny. You're sending out the wrong message. You're triggering me. And then her other followers start yelling at this woman saying, if you're triggered by Beth saying get a colonoscopy, something fucking wrong with you, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> and it was going on back and forth. Oh my goodness. Meanwhile, some publication, The Blast wrote, uh, Howard Stern's wife, uh, makes getting colonoscopy hot. Look at this fucking panty <laughs> picture right after her. So there's a lot of fuss about this panty picture. You yeah, can see it everything's on her. going on, and I don't even know about it. Oh, this was going on. This was my weekend <laughs> with the panties. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was just kind of surprised that I wasn't in on the decision. Well, I know a couple of days ago you were talking about her actually snapping a picture, and she didn't, you know, she was like, she didn't post it. You, I think you thought it was good, but she didn't post it because she didn't think she looked good. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of thought that goes into these things, and I don't know what the thoughts are, but it's up to Beth. <laughs> but she must have liked it. But I just, I was, I was really caught off guard that there was a panty picture. Because mm. I think, you know, Robin, if you decided panties. to post a picture of yourself in your panties, I think that you'd put panties. a, you know, you might want to discuss it a little bit, or, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got to really think that think through. About but, it. Yeah, I would not just panties. immediately and put Jesus. that up. And she's freaked out that not freaked out, but she's like, well, "Why would I? What's the big deal? I just I thought Bye, it looked nice." And, and it's about colonoscopy and oh, people can make something out of anything these days. Oh my God, social media, and they're so stupid because who? Let's face it, I'm curious to see anybody in their panties. I don't even care if they're not that good looking. Bye, I like please. to see people in their panties. So if you make people feel funny about being in their panties. It, you're just blowing it for everyone. Some guy pointed that out on her Instagram following. She, he said, shut up. I like seeing her in her panties. Now she's going to rethink being in her panties. Well, what an empty life you have when you're now debating whether somebody should be in a panty picture. Like, your life must be really empty. Now, here's the crazy thing. I wish Beth would come down and talk about this. Panties. And I don't even know if I believe this. I wonder if she'd come down and talk about, where is she? What? Talk about what? This? No, the colonoscopy prep, because I want to, I want to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. You're going to, you're going to be very, you're a medical person. You're going to be, let me see if she'll come down. Because I don't want to say it and then get in trouble later. Come on the air. Is this educational? I don't know what it is. You'll have to tell me afterwards when we do the post-game wrap-up. Yeah, let me, let me call her. Let me just call her. You didn't go near her bathroom, did you, Howard? What'd you say? Hold on a second. Then, Mike. You didn't I'm go near her bathroom when you were prepping. No, hold on, Mike. He's trying to get it. Yeah, I'll wait. I'm trying to get my wife. I'm dialing. Hold on. <laughs> I'm calling, but this woman's on her phone 24-7. Whenever I call, she's not available. Just rings. 
maybe text is better? I texted her. She didn't answer. And she's, I know she's on her phone. Oh. Automated voicemail. Bullshit. Maybe she doesn't want to come on the air. Does she know what you want to talk about? No. But, uh, but, uh. Panties. Want to talk about panties? Panties. Meanwhile, Fred's playing panties, and like you were talking, I'm talking. I, I didn't know, know who the I, hell was interrupting. It was just panties. right under me. I'm like, oh, I know. she's <laughs> up in here, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, oh, she's, she'll be here in two minutes. Okay. All right. Well, I can do the setup. So, anyway, the, the panty picture is worth looking at. I think she looks fucking awesome. But I would have, I probably would have said to her, I think it's a little too intense to be putting up on Instagram. Because they're tiny little panties. Go look on the well, Instagram. What's the big uh, deal. They're not risque. I don't know. They're Do you tiny, think it's Robin? They're tiny. They're like it's, it's like yeah. They're tiny little tiny panties. I mean, she might as well just take them off next time, Howard, for all of us. No big deal. But might as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, I'll, I'll tell her to. Robin, I'll, I'll tell her to take off her you know? panties. But she looks sexy with the glasses on, and uh, you know. And I was like, hmm. Anyway. What I'm going to Why talk to Beth about. Why just enjoy a person's beauty and shut their mouths? Why do they have to comment? Here. Jason will share the picture with you, and you can comment, Robin, if you want. Okay. There oh, it's it. so it? cute. It's cute, but look at those tiny panties. Well, that could be a bikini bottom. Yeah. Anyway, she was feeling so on a high after her colonoscopy. First of all, she got a clean bill of health. 